0: Hey there, nomads. It is week nine of 2024. And we are the United Digital Nomads. Listening to the United Digital Nomads. My friends call me LP. In this episode, I have a conversation with the one, the only Shelly Sullivan. Shelly is a fairly recent transplant to Asheville, though she's been visiting for a handful of years for reasons you'll discover in this conversation. She's also a leader here amongst the AVL Digital Nomads, bringing years of leadership experience from her career to contribute to the ever-growing phenomenon that is the United Digital Nomads. As always, you may hear terms in the conversation like AVL Digital Nomads and just keep in mind that that is part of what has become an expanded vision of the United Digital Nomads. And so with that, I give you a conversation with Shelley Sullivan. Okay, so I'm sitting here on a beautiful Saturday afternoon, Mm -hmm. February 3rd. It's currently 53 degrees in Asheville, North Carolina, with my new good friend, Shelly Sullivan. Shelly, how are you? Hello, I'm wonderful. And as we have been doing, we're highlighting, in our case, a cocktail made from a locally produced drink, and it's a cocktail that we made up, and we're using a chemist's american gin which is one of my favorites as you can see i can see and i decided to make somewhat of a spin on a mule but instead of using ginger beer i used kombucha unfortunately not locally produced but we have the gin in there with some lemon and we've decided that it's pretty it's pretty darn good pretty darn good and so healthy that we probably should have you know, More. several, right? right.
1: Until your gin is gone. Right. You don't know how much left.
0: That's true. So. But it's two blocks away. Oh, <laughs> so we, okay. I okay. can walk over there and take care of that. So, so anyway, cheers, cheers to our, um, yet to be named cocktail. If you have yeah. any ideas for the name of this cocktail, mm-hmm. I suppose.
1: Or we might come up with, with one
0: while we're talking, while we're talking.
1: Yeah. It'll come to
0: us. Cheers. Ah, uh, it's delightful. So we've talked ahead of time, Shelly, and you know the scoop here. I'm just going to ask you yep. this simple question and let you run. And then if we have <laughs> okay. some points along the way that we'll explore, then we'll do that. But okay. tell me, who is Shelly Sullivan? Oh, boy. That's like the hardest question ever. It's very <laughs> complex. It is so complex. It is. Who is Shelly Sullivan? On in February in 2024. Yeah, right how did this you moment? get here? Yeah,
1: um, gosh, I think I'm. Uh, Shelley is a an explorer, an adventurer, um, but also a seeker of of a peace and calm. Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of the you know
0: the the, the high level view. The high
1: level view. <laughs> it gets much more
0: complicated. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna keep this one pithy. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's your story? How did you arrive here in Asheville?
1: How did I arrive? So uh, I had the opportunity a little over a year ago to work 100% remote Mm -hmm. and uh, was living in Miami as a hostage at that time, a work hostage, and uh, had that moment of, oh my gosh, I can live anywhere. Where do I want to go? My son is here. My older son is here. Uh, I have two boys and He's been here for about eight years, so I spent a lot of time here visiting with him, and we're very close and enjoy spending time together, so decided to make Asheville my home. And uh, yeah, so it was
0: a, a pretty easy decision. Um, and because he's here, I'm assuming you had made several trips
1: yes, here in advance. Yes, quite a few trips. For yeah years past, we've spent holidays here. We've um, long weekends here. Lots of Asheville tours and uh, experiencing Asheville. And then I actually did a work project here about five years ago in Mills River. So I did stay in Mills River for 18 months on this work project. So I was pretty familiar with the area then. Got to really know the Pisgah Forest and the hiking and um, just came to really find the the whole place as magical.
0: Yeah, Agreed. Uh,
1: yeah, so it really didn't take me long to figure out where where do I want to be. Had a little bit of the family tie here, sure. and it's kind of fun to come back around and be friends with my kids, you know, and right. hang out in that way without having to be mom, in mom mode. So yeah,
0: you get to be friend mode now.
1: Friend mode, and yeah, Asheville's great for that.
0: And you spent 18 months here, so you had enough time to gauge like all the, the four seasons and yes. you realize yes. that that's something uh, that's appealing to you, I'm assuming.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's a question. Absolutely. I, well, I grew up in Southeast Georgia where we do have all four seasons there, but you know, the winters are pretty mild compared to here and, uh, the summers are pretty extreme compared to here. So sure. to me, this was the best of all of that, right? Nice balance. You, you get a nice mild summer and, and an, uh, an enjoyable winter and the most incredible springs and falls.
0: So, I'm looking yeah. forward to my first springs. You know, I just got here last June, so I I really enjoyed the summer. But I do like winter and I do like snow. I just want it to be evenly distributed throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Came from Milwaukee.
1: Yeah,
0: and so their winters there to soak up most of the year. So, I mean, and. Here we are. It's, you know, February 3rd and it's 53 degrees outside. We just
1: walked in the sunshine to lunch. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. So you can't complain about that. Have these moments, right?
0: Absolutely. We'll take all of the ones we can get. Yes, love it. Now, aside from the climate and from your familial ties, what was it about Asheville that was a draw Mm, to
1: you? Well, you know, I mean, you know, just being here, the amount of time you have, there's a vibe here, um, I think that there, there's a, a vibe of inclusion and yes, some people kind of poke fun at me when I use that word, but I'll qualify it. The acceptance and inclusion, you know, of, of people that are varied in their beliefs and their lifestyles in their political views, you name it. I feel like there is just this, we say it all the time. We said it earlier, like there's a kind of a bubble here, mm-hmm. um, That is unusual. Yeah. And I have traveled extensively, you know, throughout my life and my career for work and been in lots of cities and small towns around the United States and Canada and beyond. And I don't think I've ever quite felt the vibe, you know, that it's just okay to be you. And that's kind of what I get here.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And there is, like for me, socially, this different... Um, feeling of just, it's okay to just be me. There's no pretense, you know, and, you know, I don't want to dog on different cities, but the city I had just been in, it it was quite different. If you're going to go out for a drink, you deck yourself out, you spend all this time getting ready, you go out and it's a grand, you know, experience. It doesn't have to be that here. You know, I can go out in my yoga clothes or my baseball cap and my denim shorts and Mm -hmm. at any time of the day. And, you know, I just love that. I love this just ease about being here. And um, yeah, you can be whoever you are, as weird as you want to be, or as, you know,
0: straight laced, if you want to, straight
1: laced or anything and anything goes.
0: Yeah. I absolutely love that. It's an openness.
1: Yes. Openness
0: is a good word. You mentioned that you've worked remote now a year.
1: I have 100% remote. Now I've worked mostly remote a lot of my career. I've been in sales type roles. And so that's allowed me to have a home office and travel. And, you know, so I was doing it way before it was a thing as it is now. Right. And before we had kind of that period of forced uh, remote work and I switched totally from being in an office and traveling every, you know, either in an office or traveling to being 100% remote and some travel.
0: And what's that experience like been like for you, especially the exodus from the the day to day going into the the four walls
1: uh well it's been an, an amazing experience. I did change jobs in this, you okay. know, and the experience for me honestly it took some adjustment it It was a little um unnerving at first, you know it's almost like. Going on an extended vacation, and you first get there and it's so wonderful, but then you stay long enough and you start to get restless. You're like, eh. Um, I, I kind of went through, you know, some phases where this is fantastic. I can work in my pajamas or at least my pajama bottoms.
0: Right. You know. <laughs> those aren't cam- on right. Yeah.
1: So um, to then feeling a little antsy that I'm sitting in my house all day and you know, yeah. So I've got kind of went through a, a process of finding a balance between where do I work, you know, and so for me, I need to move around a bit. I need right. to, you know, I'll work at my dining room table for a little while. I work in my office for a while. I work on the front porch when the weather's nice, you know, yeah. um, or go to a co-working space a day, a week or so, you know.
0: Switch things up. It's, yeah. It's that novelty that I think yeah. a lot of um, folks need things to be, something to inspire them in, the, in their environment. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that somehow comes out through their work. Yep. Yeah. Is there anything about working in an office that you that you miss?
1: Well, yeah, there, there really is, and and it's that kind of that camaraderie that you have and that connectedness to people, um, you know, uh, the collaboration on things, mm. you know, where when you can visually see what somebody's doing in an office, it the, it makes them more approachable, you know, and I might hesitate to. Call a colleague or a coworker now because I don't want to disrupt their day because I just need to bounce an idea, but in an office you you know you can do that yeah. you can you can kind of assess who's available and who's willing or you know you can kind of rescue each other from different situations or support each other in different ways Uh, and then there's just a social aspect what are we doing for lunch and you know do you want to get a drink after dinner there's just these natural pieces that that we're missing right you know so yes you know I think that leads to you know what a lot of us who are remote workers know is that you it's easy to start isolating yourself once you're remote and you know Oh, I'm already in my pajama bottoms, so let me just stay home tonight, or let me, you know, yeah. not do do those things, and to start feeling a bit isolated. So that's probably the the biggest difference for me is feeling that connectedness, that human connection.
0: Sure. And so, obviously, I'm, I'm not trying to lead you to this, but it's a it's, it's a simple solution, especially here in Asheville. We have AVLDN, or, right? Or the digital nomads. How did you discover? the digital nomads? Well,
1: when I first moved to the area, uh, it was, and it was, it's funny because it was kind of a stretch for me, you know, going on the meetup app and looking for, you know, people to connect with almost felt a little awkward for me. But I did it because I really wanted to meet people, you know, I love my son, I hang out with him, but let's face it, he's quite a bit younger than me, so our crowds are different. And, right. and thankfully, I was welcomed into his crowd, but, you know, I started feeling a little like, okay, I might need some uh, some people my age that I want to <laughs> hang out with. Right. So I did go on the Meetup app, and I did, you know, connect in with a few groups, and I found uh, the Digital Nomad group, and it just was fascinating to me, you know, that, I, it never dawned on me. Yes, there yeah. is an entire community of remote workers who are experiencing the same things I am, and so I, I think the first event I went to was a lunch, okay. just a, a simple lunch, and yeah. met you know 15 people and met Rick, the founder, that day, and just was became fascinated with it with yeah. this idea that I could kind of cross pollinate with people in all sorts of jobs all sorts of industries and, in, in, you know, different ages. And it, so, yeah, so it, it, didn't take me long to figure out like that, that, that was a group that I could relate to. And there is no pretense, you know, because I don't know about you, but I've gone to a couple of the singles events and those, those were really awkward. Yeah. And <laughs> for me, not my thing yeah, and, sure. you know, women's events, things like that. And so I've, you know, found some others, but, but this was the one that just really resonated with me.
0: Yeah, and from what I understand, it has resonated so much so that you are now even participating. Do you want to talk a little bit about? Oh, sure. How you participate? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you know, I, I'm I'm kind of an all-in person. You mm-hmm. know, once once I uh, am sold on something, I'm all in and and I'm all about it. And so I think you know, and uh, Rick, who is our founder, is famous for if you if you get in his. Proximity with any enthusiasm, he's gonna, you know, pull you in, you and up, yep. <laughs> um, which is probably why both of us are mm-hmm, sitting here, mm-hmm. right? So, um, yeah. So I started just partnering, um, you know, with the leadership team at Asheville Digital Nomads to uh, look at ways that, you know, we could make this even better, right? Make this even bigger and and impact more lives. And, you know, the whole purpose is to help remote workers thrive. Uh, And it obviously it's, maybe not obviously, it did start as just purely social, um, which is still the heart and the core of it. But all of these beautiful things have evolved. And I was just, you know, enthralled by all of that and wanted to be a part of it. So for me, yeah, it's kind of become that my hobby, my volunteer role is to support uh, in any way I can. And, you know, some of that is organizing events. Some of it is supporting, um, you know, kind of the vision and the the strategy of how we'll move forward and how will we um, perpetuate this really cool thing that we've created here in Asheville
0: um, to other communities even. Right. That's really exciting. Yeah. And you have an event coming up which I do. it's possible by the time this actually um, publishes that event will be in the past. However, right. I'm, I was getting the sense from our conversation though, that this might be a more regular. Yeah. We
1: thing. may, maybe we'll do it again. Cause we had just such a great response. So right. so, as, tell, so talk about yeah. that event. Yeah. So as you know, I recently took on a new role mm-hmm. uh, and switched my industry just a little bit, which is super exciting. But I now work with a wine company out of Napa that actually uh, has uh, an opportunity for anyone to become a wine entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and to have their own local wine business. And so to learn more about my brand and my new business, and uh, I decided to conduct a few wine tastings here in town. So I partnered with one of our nomads, Uh, she wanted to do a wine tasting. We popped it up as an event and our response was overwhelming. So we actually have a pretty massive wine tasting happening just on Friday night. So you're right. It will probably be in the past. Um, so yeah that that was easy uh, pop it up and uh, as a wine tasting and I believe we called it uh, in vino Veritas
0: and so that's what I want to yes. get to like wine what's the and curated
1: that? conversations yes. so I'll pour a wine and talk about it and Susan will ask uh, a stimulating question so that our group can have uh, a really interesting conversation uh, for each of the six wines that I'll pour
0: that's that's amazing. And you also told me in our conversation the the translation of in vino. Veritas.
1: Well, basically, in wine, there's like freedom, right? Right. So, you know, we can kind of boil that down to the more you drink.
0: The more truth that's going to out. The more truth comes out. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: Six wines in, I'm going to tell you anything you want to
1: do. Exactly. Yeah, the questions, trust me, Susan's questions will get more intense as the evening goes on. So.
0: Love it. Um, so, what are, what are you excited about for 2024? For let's say specifically about um, AVL Digital yeah. Nomads.
1: Well, I think just seeing the growth here. Um, you know, our meetup numbers show we we have just exceeded 2,500 members, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty significant. And to see so to see that grow and to see this continue uh, to perpetuate, because I think there are, are uh, far more nomads here in town agreed uh that we can tap into and more arriving all of the time and more kind of emerging all the time as companies shift the way they do business so for me uh, a big part of it is seeing what's you know what else can we do to impact the community so we have some um Vision in place, you know, that we want to actually get a little philanthropic and look for more ways that we can, even more ways, because we have already, but a more intentional way to give back to the community as an organization. Uh, And then these uh, collectives, these learning collectives that have uh, emerged very naturally and organically. We have a a leadership, uh, marketing AI. AI, and and these are where just great minds are coming together to support each other, learn from each other, encourage each other, you know, to, so to see a few more of those emerge, I know we've talked about innovation as one of the topics, mm. uh, so there's there's so much more that I think will just emerge and bubble up here in Asheville, um, and then I know that we're really focusing a lot on, you know, supporting the concept that as digital nomads we can we contribute to the local economy in a very significant way, and we are in fact part of the workforce here. Absolutely. So, uh, really looking for ways to to share that and to share the the impact that we're making. Um, you know, because sometimes there is a perception: oh, these people come here and you know come yeah. to the city and and aren't really you know, aren't really locals, but, but we are. Right. And we are contributing and we are spending and we are giving back. And so for me, I think exploring this year, how nomads are, uh, as an organization can really help qualify that and quantify that.
0: Right. And wasn't there, I mean, we, we, to circle back to what you just said, we really are local because isn't there a percentage of the nomads that are homeowners here in that's right National, there's like, a high National, percentage
1: yeah. that are homeowners um m- most uh, you know even higher percentage you're either a homeowner or a long-term renter okay. you know so you know we do have obviously true nomads that will come and work for a few months and go to another city and work for a few months Um, but, but we're finding that a lot of our, you know, active members, they're, they're rooting here. Right. And, and I think it's a, you know, I was trying to get through this conversation without saying the word COVID, but I think it's a post COVID, you know, uh, dynamic that we're seeing now that we're far enough past it where everybody kind of did their revenge travel and their, you know, revenge vacations, all those things. And now many of us, myself included, are, are wanting to root, right. You know, I'm, I'm really feeling that now I, I did 18 month, uh, you know, business, um, contracts. And over the past years I've done four of those, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and so now I'm working in a, I'm working as a corporate employee again, a full-time position. And I want to root, I want to,
0: you know, home base.
1: Yeah. So I think there's, I'm seeing a lot of that within our nomads. We, we are remote workers, but we are rooted here. We're part of the community, you know, many young families with kids in in our school system and, you know, spouses who do work in, in the local economy as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And sometimes I've been in these interviews, I've been referencing that LinkedIn, um, research that came out in the fall mm-hmm. about places where people who can work from anywhere are, are flocking to work and Asheville was number two on that list that's right which probably we've already covered the main reasons why that's true there's four beautiful seasons here right. there's a lot of creativity there's things to do outside right um, there's things to do inside um, and the music scene here is you know, is.
1: Yeah. Now I know best. that's your thing. You're, yeah. yeah you're going to have to guide me on that. Yeah.
0: Well, yes. the, I, I've, I know the ropes because it's right. kind of Good. all I did for the, about the first four or five <laughs> months.
1: Was music.
0: I remember yeah. one time I was out with Stacy Newman and she said, we were, I think we were at a musical event. In fact, I think we were at maybe Quill and Crow watching, um, Mashiach Lake and her like New Orleans sound. And she looked over at me and she said, so you do this, Every night? And I was like, pretty <laughs> much, yeah. Pretty much. That's part of, part of the reason I, I came here. Mm-hmm. And by the way, when I came here, I had I, I, I knew that there would be a tech scene. Right. I had no idea it would be as vibrant as it is. Yeah. And I also, instinctively, when I arrived here, even on my scouting trips, opened up the Meetup app and started looking around and seeing what was available and saw you know the digital nomads were a Meetup group. I didn't really pay attention to how many people were in the D- Digital Nomads. I just saw that they were having this second year birthday down at Wedge. Yes. So I went, and um, I at halfway through that, I probably am going to say this just about every episode. So sorry, audience, but Rick and Corey and Sarah got up, and Rick said, "We just passed 1,700 people, right. and if this was a company, we'd be the second largest in." Right. In Asheville. So that gets back to this whole thing of we have the tremendous opportunity to make a big impact right. here in Asheville and the surrounding areas and on the on both the economy, but also on you know impacting the culture as well. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, exciting. Yeah.
1: Well, and think about what you just said. So what month was that? Do you remember? June. June, because that was probably my first big event with okay. the Nomads was the second birthday. And I don't think we met that night. No. Um, but... 1,700 in June, and here we are in February. We just passed 2,500. Right. So we're experiencing a, you know, if we were if we were a business to follow that, uh, we we're experiencing pretty exponential growth.
0: Huge growth, yeah.
1: And uh, yeah, and and I and you found your tech people.
0: I found nomads. my tech people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've, you know, I've I've got what I consider already some lifelong friendships that have come out of the Digital Nomads. Um, and in some cases, they're at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter what their industry is, because when we're at these events, mm-hmm. if we're both in the tech industry, then sure, there's a there's maybe another part of the mezzanine that we can, like, launch mm-hmm. our conversations from. Sure. But just having this this commonality of most of the time, people are transplants here. Not always. There's a right. few unicorns out there, but so we have that in common, but also we work remote and we're, we, we enjoy our jobs and we enjoy the pay, but we might be starving for the social aspect because you don't go to the water cooler anymore or the coffee kiosk. That's right. So that gives us something to, to circle around and get conversations Mm -hmm. started. And, um, you know,
1: can I tell you one of the most, uh, impactful things that happened early on when I started joining Nomad events was I met a, a you know, a younger, I, I say, I was almost a young man, like I'm so old, a <laughs> uh, young man. I met this young gentleman. And um, so we met at a Nomad event and it was an impromptu event that I had popped into our Slack channel for impromptu events. And so he popped in and I was totally geeking out. I had had my, bought my first e-bike. And I live near the Greenway, which is another thing I just love about Asheville. So I ride on the Greenway everywhere and love this e-bike. And so he said, oh, I ride all the time. Let me show you some places. So we went on a ride. He took me to these really cool views of the city and neat places. So afterwards, we're sitting and we're talking. And, uh, you know, he's in the tech side of business. And I am not. I run a sales organization. I'm a head of sales. Sure. And um but I was really struggling with a creative idea that I had to come up with. And, you know, so, and he, I guess I had mentioned it earlier. So he said, so, so now we're sitting here, you know, chatting after the ride, tell me about this problem that you've got. And so he and I sat and talked about it and within 30 minutes together, we brainstormed the answers, you know, and Mm. I had this whole campaign ready to roll after this conversation with him. Well, You know, he does all these tech things with acronyms. I don't even know what they mean. Right. And I, so I'm thinking what spurred this is you mentioned the water cooler. And I'm thinking even at the water cooler, you don't necessarily cross-pollinate that way with other departments, Right. right? I worked for a huge billion dollar company out of San Francisco and when I was in the office there we all had our own floors. Yeah. Sales had a floor. Yeah. Tech had a floor. Marketing had a floor. So it was rare that you cross-pollinated with other departments. And so I just the fact that I sat with this person with a completely objective different viewpoint on business and life and we came up with this amazing campaign together and by the way I executed that campaign and it slayed and it was absolutely freaking amazing. But that was an experience that I don't think I would have ever had around the water cooler. I don't think I ever would have had going into an office. Um, So these events do allow me to connect with people with different vantage points, different levels of experience, different um, technical and skill levels. And I mean, I've learned so much from just this year of of interacting with people in this group.
0: Yeah, that's that's a fascinating story. Um, I was just thinking, when you are at work and you go to the water cooler, you're probably going to find out if they've, they're up to date on Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. maybe, or what they did this last weekend. Mm-hmm. Because, quite honestly, they come by that organically in the sense that you're at work, and when you do take a break, you don't want to be. T- if if you cannot talk about work, it's right. great. But when you're out playing i e riding a bike and then you could sit down and now this um, you have all the dopamine hits from this exercise and you can like open up your mind with somebody who may or may not even share your yeah. background or your experience yeah. but together you were able to like work through this and puzzle out a solution that as you said slade which by the way you were you're like reading my mail over here because my next question was do you have a standout success story that? happened because AVL did exists. exist. So we can move right past that. Now.
1: Yeah, that's it. And then maybe this one tasting on Friday night might be the that's next true. one, right? I That'll be that's... the next story I can tell you because yeah. a typical wine tasting is about 10 people. And we decided we'd open it up to a few more and we have 50 RSVPs and a pretty significant wait list. And, yeah. you know, so uh, that's, that's for me is a really fun thing to be able to use what I do for a living to create these fun Events right. uh, for nomads and
0: yeah yeah I'm looking forward to it I'm I'm going to be there with Corey uh, with a
1: yeah a you video guys are going to give me a little got my back videoing yeah. and taking pictures Friday night yeah, yeah.
0: so there's probably going to be some uh, some foolishness and tomfoolery going on I there, love it yeah it's and be lots good. of wine but well it'll all be captured on films. that's so. right. right I have a few more questions for you what piece of advice would you give to a digital nomad who is, they just arrived in Asheville. So they, they mm. the working remote part they've got down, but they've just moved here other than the obvious, which is get on the Meetup app, app and, sure. and join. Sure.
1: I would say, you know, make exploring a priority and maybe even do some things that aren't your norm. Right. Love that. Love like that. for me, I love to kayak. I love to hike. I love hot yoga. And those are all good things, right? You want to find your routine and you want to find the things that work for you, but, but do a few different things. Yeah. You know, uh, the e-bike was that for me. Sure. Um, you know, it was my son's birthday and he said, what do you, you know, I said, what do you want? And he said, I really want to look at these e-bikes. And so we go and look at them together and I'm sold and, but it was a total departure for me. I've never been a cyclist or, or anything. I never lived in an area that was so conducive. So try something new and different here. Um, and yeah. And of course, you know, use, use the meetup app and use nomads as a right. source for that. You'll find events every week. So just because an event is at a location or is themed as with something that maybe is not your norm, try it, try yeah. something different.
0: Yeah. Expand your territory. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Great advice. And here's my last question. So if You moved away from Asheville, which, Mm -hmm. which I know. This is all hypothetical. So okay, let's say you moved away. Here, let me frame it in a way that's that's not so sad. Okay, good. Instead, you you stayed in Asheville. Okay, but you have a friend that you haven't seen for a very long time, and this person's coming to Asheville, Mm -hmm. but only for one day and one night. Mm. Where where are you going to go, and what are you going to go do? Wow.
1: That is so hard. One day and one night. That's actually happening uh, in March. I have a friend coming in uh, for a trip and she's come in a day early for me. And so I think um, it does depend on the season. Right. Sure. Right. So let's say that when my friend Renee comes in March that I think it will March will probably a nice walk on the greenway through River Arts you know, there's got to be coffee somewhere in the morning. Okay. Um, maybe ultra, maybe penny cup. You know, yeah. um, I'm fortunate enough to live almost right smack dab between West and River Arts, so you so I think you've got to do so a little bit, right? You got to do something in River Arts, something in West, something in downtown, and something in the woods. Yeah. That's my final answer.
0: Okay. So I can't pin you down on any details. Oh, like Where yeah, would maybe. you eat? Where would you where eat? Where would
1: I eat? I would eat brunch at Early Girl in West Asheville. Mm. And now that is like super close to my house. It's my go-to for comfort food and brunch. Sure. And mimosas. As it should be. Yes. Shout um, out. Shout out Early Girl, <laughs> West Asheville. Um, and then... Coffee. I, I am a kind of a coffee snob, but I I there's lots of coffee I like in Asheville. There's no shortage of coffee. So, Ultra Coffee Bar is one of my favorites in um, River Arts.
0: Embarrassingly, I haven't been yet, so I'll, okay. I'll correct that.
1: I just went to Odds the other day with a digital new digital nomad friend that I met at an AI meetup, Love and this. so Odds is a great one in West Asheville. Um, West Asheville, I believe it's the bakery. Would be another.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, if it's downtown, I have to go to Old Europe. Okay. I have to take them to Old Europe for yeah. a, a yummy dessert. Um, Love that. That's a must. And, you know, food, shameless plug, uh, the Golden Hour at the Radical Hotel.
0: Haven't been yet.
1: I know. We've got to get you there. Okay. And uh, so if it's nice weather, which it will be in March when Renee comes, dinner at the Golden Hour, drinks at sunset on the rooftop
0: there. That's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, well, Shelly Sullivan, I think that we have more than answered the questions that <laughs> I have prepared for you. Is there anything else that you would like to say to the audience that is, at the moment, AVLDN and, and in the future, United Digital Nomads?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. The future is united. woo
0: Woohoo. Woo-hoo. Um, so I think that's a slogan right there.
1: I just made it up
0: just now. That's <laughs> Yeah. The
1: future is united. Um, yeah, so I'm going to just guess that a lot of people listening to this are our Asheville digital nomads. And I would say, you know, challenge yourself to get to an event every week, you know, get involved and, and learn because there's so much, you know, so many ways that we contribute to this community and to the economy here. The, we are part, an active part of the workforce, so find ways to plug in, you know, organize an event or um, attend and, you know, nurture some relationships inside this organization because uh, your people are here.
0: You know, you brought up something that I, so far in the interviews I've done hasn't come up yet, but you said organize an event. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people might not even know that that's an option.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we're actually working on a way to make that a little uh, more comfortable for people who have never done it before. So we have a guide for you and there'll be more coming out about that here in the spring, even a workshop for people that are interested in organizing. But you know, it's been great for me because I'm, you know, I'm, kind of that visionary, have all these ideas. And, you know, our leadership team is great at saying, okay, go do it. If yeah. you want to do that, go do it. You know? So I've organized several events that just because they are things that interest me and guess what? Hundreds of people came, That's right? The point. And That's and it. so I've been able to almost entertain without having a party at my house, so right. to speak, right? You yeah. So just whatever... It's, it's kind of like that concept in, you know, so if you're creating social media content, it's the same concept. Just do something that is exciting and interesting to you. Be authentic to you. So whatever that is. Um, And I promise you there's going to be some nomads that want to join you. So plug into the events that are already out there. But if you're not seeing what you want to see on the event menu. Go make um, it happen. Make it happen. Call us. We'll, We'll help you with it.
0: This has been... Shelly Sullivan, and I super appreciate your time today. Thanks. Thank you. That is a wrap for episode number four, week nine of 2024. And I know I'm biased because Shelly has become a good friend, but honestly, is there a better accent around? I think not. Listeners, you'll find a link to Shelly's LinkedIn profile in the show notes. Shout out to Chemist Spirits, undoubtedly my favorite locally produced drink for the American gin, featured in our uh, cobbled together makeshift cocktail. By the way, Shelly and I decided to call our new cocktail Kimbucha. Whenever I am out at shows, my go-to drink, which I've decided should be called the LP, is chemist soda and lime so please for my sake ask your local venue bartender for the lp and let's get this brand started up next week a conversation with ryan appleton there's a link in the show notes to the united digital nomads meetup group if you are in the Asheville area we would love to see you at an event and finally thank you wherever you are in the world for listening to this the United Digital Nomads podcast.